Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Today on the podcast, I have a very special guest, Gretchen Smith. Gretchen is the founder of my favorite veterans charity called Code of Vets. She's an amazing woman who took her passion for helping military veterans and built a powerful grassroots organization. She is a living example of the Lisa Haysha quote, great leaders don't set out to be a leader, they set out to make a difference. Gretchen is an unstoppable force who is making a real difference in the lives of veterans. Leaders, I'm so excited for you to hear this interview. This is what true leadership looks like. So, are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to Deep Leadership. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former Cold War submarine officer who spent 20 plus years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Are you ready for some real world actionable advice from John as well as his expert guests? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Welcome to episode 16 of the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Gretchen Smith. Gretchen is the founder and leader of Code of Vets, a military veterans charity that is focused on helping veterans in need. She is a passionate leader that has rallied rallied thousands of people around the country to help veterans in crisis. She's making a real difference in the lives of veterans. In my mind, she's a living example of what John Maxwell says, a great leader's courage to fulfill their vision comes from a passion, not a position. So I'm excited to talk to her today. So Gretchen, welcome. Thank you for having me, John. It's a pleasure to be here. So tell us a little bit about Code of Vets. What made it, what motivated you to stand up and do something about veterans in need? Well, I've always been incredibly patriotic. I am a veteran. I served in the Air Force. So that's always been a, you know, a part of my heart and soul. However, the inspiration of Code of Vets is my dad, 100%. He was my mm-hmm. hero. He served in Vietnam. He was a airborne infantry uh, combat vet. And he just came, he came back from uh, the jungles, a different man, mm-hmm. uh, a broken man, a shattered spirit. And I sat down and had a conversation with him as an adult. And he he told me, he said, Gretchen, I I left a piece of my humanity Mm. back in the jungle. He said, I feel like I left my heart and soul back there. Mm. He never did find peace, John. And I lost my dad to his battle with PTSD back in 2005. And I always have carried him and some of the conversations, conversations that we've had in my soul and spirit and just can't get him out of my, you know, my mind. So Mm. I wanted to do something to honor his life, to make sure that, you know, he had a legacy I wanted his death to matter. Mm-hmm. And so I started a Twitter page and to honor him as his daughter um, and as a veteran as well. And I, you know, sharing his journey, his experiences, and it exploded. It resonated with many veterans from the get-go. They shared their journeys and said, Hey, Gretchen, I, you know, I walked that path your dad was on, or I'm currently on that path as we speak. And it, it, quick, it quickly evolved to, these are my needs. Do you know of any resources of what I can do? And mm-hmm. so I, I quickly became a nonprofit. It's just, it's been a grassroots firestorm since day one. Dad, again, is the inspiration and the, my drive. Um, I wake up every morning excited to do this mm. because I, I, I feel I truly believe if a brother in arms would have, sit, would have sat down with my dad and said, hey, Danny, hey, brother, what's going on? Let's mm. fix this together. Let's do this together. 
I believe my dad would have had a, had a different outlook on life. He would have mm. reached out his hand. Um, and so I want to be that hand. I want to be that veteran mm. to, to reach out and say, hey, let's do this together. Let's see how we can fix the, your situation to make it livable. Because we have so many of our veterans here wanting to die who mm. can't take that step forward. Right, right. Well, you know, and the one thing I, th- I, I, was, I was thinking as you were talking is that there's, other, there's lots of charities that support the veteran community. Um, so why do you think the Code of Vets was needed and what makes Code of Vets so unique compared to other veteran charities? I really believe I've found a niche in the veteran community, and it's a much needed one, John. Um, I operate strictly on social media, and a lot Mm. of our veterans isolate themselves at home. They Mm. they don't work, or if they do work, they, they go to work and come right back home. They have just wrecked the lives of their families or kept their families at bay because of different issues, you know, different. My dad, he kept me at bay. We had a very distant relationship, Mm. and he did it intentionally to protect me because Mm. he was so unstable. So we have many veterans out there doing the same thing as my dad did. So social media is a great way for us to reach out to veterans in the comfort and safety of their own home or wherever they happen to be living in a cabin or whatever. And it's just a great way to reach out your hand and say, I'm here for you, brother. But, it, you know, they feel safe at the, at the same time because they're in, they're in their own environment. And you can slowly walk with them mm. and reintroduce them to life using social media as a tool initially. Mm. And that's what we do behind the scenes is while, you know, while I'm raising funds for them to stabilize whatever crisis they're in, behind the scenes, my partner and team and I are working with them to reintroduce them to life, baby steps, mm. one step at a time. And right. that's what is unique about Creative Vets. Right. And that's very good. And, and again, I think the social media angle is, I don't see anyone else doing that. And so I do see that you have, uh, you've, you've created that influence. You you can reach out to people where they're at, right? Versus, exactly. you know, versus physically, you're getting there electronically, right? And which, you know, of course, we're all in this uh, coronavirus situation where we're all talking to each other electronically nowadays, right? We're connecting yes, that way. That, and that's it, right. And, it, and you're using social media for good, which is a really positive story in and of itself. And I appreciate that. Um, one thing I was looking at your 2019 financials and one, one of the things you prominently displayed on your website and last year, 99% of the money that was raised by Code of Vets went to veterans. Only 1% went to operating costs. Why is it so important for you to be transparent about your, what you raise? And why do you keep your operating costs so low? What's, why is that important to you? From day one, I set out on this journey to honor dad and to help veterans. And I, it never has been about money for me. It's never been about a paycheck. And mm-hmm. I committed... Um, to myself and um, my audience, which was really small at the time, but I, you know, I made it clear up front, this is about veterans. It's by Mm. veterans. It's for veterans. It's about us. It's generally just a simple grassroots informal network system across social media to help as many veterans as possible. So I wanted to be different than the average veteran um, organization. I I am in the fact that I operate purely on social media, but I wanted another difference and Mm. I don't want a paycheck. I want veterans to know this is genuine. This is heartfelt. This is not about somebody getting rich off of their backs because I feel like we have so many businesses and orgs out there doing that Mm. or it, you know, it's just a paycheck or they are enriching themselves. It makes me sick to my stomach. I don't want anybody making dad off or money off of my dad's death. Mm. And I, you know, I I don't want to make money off of my dad's death. For me, it's blood money. Mm. For me, it's about saving lives. It's about giving veterans hope 
And it's about giving them a second shot at life. So the Mm -hmm. funds that we raise goes directly to the veterans. Do we have operational costs? Absolutely. I live in the real world, but but I'm very frugal. I try to keep it as minimal as possible. Uh, And I'm proud of that 1% operation cost. I think it's a it's a huge feat. Um, it almost killed me last year. Last year was our first full year as a 501c3. And um, I brought in almost $800,000. Mm. And it, only 1% was operational cost. I mean, it, it, I made, you know, I made a lot of mistakes on the way. I, you know, we've learned so much uh, during our first year. So this year is going to be a little bit easier. I won't have to work quite as hard because I know what paths work and what, you know, what doesn't. And I'm still figuring that out as I go, Mm -hmm. but I've learned a lot. And I think this year will be even, um, even tighter, even more successful because I've, I made those mistakes in that first year. So yeah, uh, Code of Vets is unique in the fact that we don't want paychecks. Everybody, Mm -hmm. my partner, Dr. Cindy Walter, she's retired. You know, she sat, she, you know, worked hard and in the public health sector. Um, and she's she has her heart and passion for for veterans as well. So we make a good team. We're a fierce team because we run lean, and it truly is about veterans. Mm. Well, and and again, I think people are are willing to or want to more donate to a charity or be part of a charity that is, you know, the money where they know where the money goes, right? And I think right. uh, that's been part of my frustration over the years is, is uh, I'll learn, I'll be giving to certain outfits. And then you find out later that, you know, hardly any of that money ends up going to the people that are supposed to benefit from it. So I, I appreciate your, you being transparent and also, you know, really focusing hard on trying to get the, 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 the resources to the veterans, the people that really need it. And, and uh, I, I really appreciate that personally. So uh, um, yeah, I th- yeah, I think I think a lot of people, a lot of our donors, really do appreciate that. There's no middleman. You know, we have a very mm. brief, quick application process. We vet the veteran, and then I raise the funds, and the funds goes directly to the veterans. There's not a long process in place. I can raise funds and send it in one, in a matter of hours or one day or two days. So that that's unique in itself. I don't it, I don't know. It's remarkable. I know. Yeah, I know. It's, it's remarkable. Like, it's, it's, I, almost, I, I, it's yeah, it's a miracle. <laughs> this this is an audio recording. You can't see me shaking my head, but I'm, I'm hard. I have a hard time believing how quickly uh, you I can know, respond I know. to veterans Literally in this, crisis. Yeah, so. this morning I took care of a veteran in a matter of like nine minutes. It's just uh, it's amazing. It feels so good. And he I. I emailed him and I said, Do you, you know, you've, I've sent your money and I sent a list of what I sent the money for and I asked for receipts and he's going to, he's already emailing me his receipts, but literally I did it in a matter of minutes. Yeah. That's, <laughs> and his I response was OMG. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, he's been homeless three times. You know, we, uh, we vetted his story. It's, it's real. It's true. And you know, he's, he's a vet in need and crisis and we, we secured him this morning and he's just overwhelmed by it. He didn't, he said, I have no words. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm so yeah. glad to hear that. That's great. Um, so let me, let me switch gears here a little bit um, and talk about uh, passion a bit. So uh, I have I had I wrote an article and I had this uh, quote from uh, Lisa, Lisa Haysha and she said, great leaders don't set out to be a leader. They set out to make a difference. And in my mind, you're living that you're a living example of that. When you set out on this journey, did you imagine that you would become a leading voice for veterans online? And, and did you realize that at that point that you'd be leading this army of passionate volunteers? I mean, what, what's that been like for you to realize 
I mean, have you realized, or do you realize that you're I, a leader of this movement? No, no it, <laughs> I literally am a stay-at-home mom in Middle Tennessee. I, I see myself as a nobody, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but right, right. I never imagined myself in a leadership role ever because <clears throat> I am so emotional and passionate about whatever mm-hmm. I do. I'm high energy. Uh, I had no idea Code of Vets would grow in the manner it has. I did not know I would be a voice in the veteran community. I'm not saying I'm a huge voice, but I am a voice. Uh, and, and I'm floored by it. I'm humbled. I'm excited. Mm. I'm so proud of myself uh, for doing this mm-hmm. because it, it's something pure, something genuine. There's no hidden agenda. Um, there's no paycheck. It just literally, it's my passion. And, and I feel like my passion has built something powerful for veterans. Uh, like I said, we just took care of a vet in Colleen, Texas this morning in a matter of minutes because mm-hmm. of that passion I have. And that I, you know what, that's something to be proud of. Uh, and yeah, and this, the quote you just, you, you stated, I did not set out to be a leader. I just wanted to make a difference. Those are my words. Yeah, that's literally yeah. who I am. That's my heart. That's my spirit. I just want, wanted to create something that mattered. I thought it would be on, on a much smaller scale, John. This is just totally <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I know you're, you're, you're meeting, uh, you know, I I've been following you for a while now and uh, just seeing you interface with uh, like Larry, the cable guy, you know, or Charlie Daniels, or you're meeting all these, you know, really uh, influential people who, who also, also support veterans. And uh, I bet you didn't imagine that in your, oh, oh as my well. goodness. No, no, I, and I'm, <laughs> you know, and I'm again, I'm like, I'm a nobody. What in the world am I, you know, I sat down and had dinner with General Flynn and his wife and yes, with, saw, you know, Mark Oz guys from Benghazi and wow. the, the business manager of Charlie Daniels. And I was just forward. I was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. We had a beautiful conversation, but they all love what I'm doing with veterans. They, they see the, they, again, they see the passion and that's what the appeal is for code of vets. It's just a genuine passion. It's simple. There's, you know, there, there's mm-hmm. nothing else to it other than let's take care of each other. Let's, you know, let's see what we can do to raise some funds and get some veterans secured. And that's code of vets. I love it. That's great. It's it's so pure and it and it's so focused and it's and it's based on passion and your father being the inspiration. I think it's it's all very straightforward and clear in in a world today where everything seems to be muddled. That your your mission is very clear and uh, and I think that's important for leaders as they're leading organizations. That is is your mission, you know, crystal clear and your mission is is and your vision is crystal clear. I think to everybody online. So. I, yes, I agree. I've, you know, I've stayed the course, you know, it, it's tough to navigate on social media, but as long as you, you know, maintain the course on the mission, everything else falls into place or, or it will fall away because, you know, you know, we're taking care of our own one veteran at a time. Right. It's been consistent from day one and that's how we operate. And I, people, I think people respect that, that I have not veered right. off course. Right. Yeah. You, your mission statement can be stated in one simple sentence. And I think right. we we in business tend to get uh, complicated with our mission or vision statements. But if you can say it that that succinctly, you know, we're taking care of veterans one or we're taking care of vet, one veteran at a time. I think that's very clear and, and everybody knows what your mission is and what your focus is. So. I, so you mentioned this, you mentioned uh, having uh, learned, have made, making some mistakes in the first year and having some challenges. So what, what have been some of the challenges that you've had to overcome as a, as a leader as you've gotten this business off the ground? 
Okay. So one of the challenges for me personally, on a personal note is I'm, you know, I'm an incredibly emotional person. I'm very Mm -hmm. trusting. I, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, especially since I've been a stay at home mom, I've lived in a, you know, pretty tight bubble. And when I started Cadavets and exploded, then I invited all of these people into my life across the nation. That's that's Mm -hmm. social media. I'm like, you know, so initially in the beginning, I was, I was believing people at face value of Mm -hmm. who they were and their needs but I quickly learned, you know, I needed a professional with a skill set that I mm. didn't have that didn't lead with heart in that area that, you know, we needed a leader that was rational and had, you know, was had the ability to vet veterans. Right, and that right. was my particular weakness. So that's mm-hmm. where God literally placed my partner, Cindy, mm. into my life. Um, you know, she messaged me quite a few times. I eventually messaged her back. We had a conversation, you know, she sent me her resume and she had been assisting veterans for years since 2004. Mm. And it was a beautiful fit. The woman is educated. She's a bulldog. Mm. She's a no nonsense, rational person. Whereas I am 100% emotion, (laughs) 100% heart driven. And so we make a good combination because we both have our strengths and weaknesses. So we Mm. play off of each other very well. And that's what we needed in Code of Vets. You know, we can't just have all heart. You have to have some rational, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you have to have some kind of, you know, thought process of, hey, right, not, everybody, right. not everybody who says they're a veteran is a veteran. Right, so she, right. She has, she's taken that piece over for me. She vets the veterans um, for me. And she, you know, she's the one who creates their case plans through Code of Vets and walks with them. I will help veterans, um, you know, with prayer requests, that kind of thing online. Mm -hmm. So that was for me, that was a challenge and a weakness that I learned. Um, That was a big one. Uh, And just for me, I think I haven't really grasped where I'm starting to the, the, we do have a broad reach and Code Mm -hmm. Vets is getting out there and I do have a great reputation. So another thing I've learned over the past year, if when I give somebody support and attention online on social media, specific, specifically Twitter, mm. um, it gives that person validity, mm. uh, and it gives the you know, and it's it, it, so I'm learning. I have to be careful when I informally yeah. interact online that I'm not given a scammer or someone who's trying to take advantage of me mm-hmm. or my my good reputation that I've built in order to gain something for them personally. And I've I've run into that probably five six times th- this past year. Which, I mean, mm-hmm. you got to think about, I interact with thousands of people. And, you right. know, so I was taken advantage of a handful of times. It was very disheartening. Mm-hmm. Each time I just was crushed because, again, I give each individual my heart and my time and my mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. And when I find out that they're not, you know, what they they say they are, who they say they are, I take it incredibly personally because this, mm-hmm. this is a personal journey for me. This is right. this is not a business for me. This is a right. this is a journey of saving veterans, of mm-hmm. giving them that second shot at life. So that's another valuable lesson I've learned um, is that I need help behind the scenes, even on an informal basis. Sandy can't handle all of that, so she's doing the formal piece of it for when we financially, you know, support somebody. She's the one vetting them. But when I'm out on Twitter you know, doing my thing, this, you know, zipping around. Yeah, I've yeah. got to be more cognizant that I do have a great reputation and I am known out in Twitter world and people will use that. 
Right, right. Well, I know, too, the other thing you have is an army of people that will back you up and support you if if someone does try to take advantage of you. I've seen that as well, too. The armies of uh, Twitter supporters that you have uh, are are loyal because they know your heart's in it. They know that uh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to see so many people. Yeah, yeah, they come to your aid quite frequently. They do. They do. And I I love to see that. So (laughs) I I feel like, yeah, they have my back. They have your back, absolutely, because they they know that you have veterans back, so they have your back, and I see that loyalty, and that's, um, you know, it's interesting. Um, if you look at uh, some of the statistics, it says that um, if a leader is, uh, if, if, if an employee trusts their leader, they're 12 times more likely to be engaged as an employee, and um, while you're, these are not your employees necessarily, but um, People on Twitter, your followers, the people that are supporting Code of Vets, they trust you because they've seen you in action, and and they're definitely engaged when uh, when someone comes after you or you know there's a scammer or what have you. So I, I think it's it's beautiful to see that, but I think it's part of who you are uh, as a leader that they trust you, and you built that trust up with the people that are supporting Code of Vets. So I think you you built that. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it emotional capital or I'm not sure what it, it is, is, but uh, I, I, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, there's an emotional investment, yeah. not only for me, but on the, the part of the followers, the team and the donors, we all right, ha- have right. an emotional investment in credit vets because it is so pure. And, and I think what you said earlier just really resonates with me that we're, that's lacking in our nation. We, mm. we need good. Mm. We need light. We need purity. Right. We need hope, especially, you know, in these divided times and yes. these uncertain times when we have a beacon of light out there, we need to protect it. And I'm very mm. protective of Code of Vets, John, because that's what it is. It is a mm. beacon of hope for our veteran community. Yes, yes. Your your mama grizzly, as I call my wife sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't mess with my veterans. <laughs> don't mess with your veterans. My, my wife oh says, my don't God, mess with I my boys. <laughs> yeah, that's so, how I feel about it. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. Thanks for listening to Deep Leadership. We'll be right back after a brief intermission. Hey, leaders. If you're anything like me, you drink coffee to power through your morning. But what about in the afternoon? For me, I start getting a little sleepy and unfocused around 2 p.m. So I like to do something to get me recharged and refocused. I've tried a bunch of different energy drinks. I've even tried that stuff that's supposed to last five hours. Most are expensive and cause you to crash later in the afternoon. I was introduced to a, a really good product by a fellow veteran. He told me to try Strike Force Energy. Strike Force is a veteran-owned company founded by a Navy SEAL, and their products are all made in the USA. Strike Force Energy is a liquid flavor pack that you can add to any beverage. It has zero calories, zero carbs, and zero sugar. Each pack contains 80 milligrams of caffeine. I actually add two packs and a liter of water in the afternoon. I get my water, my energy, and the great taste of Strike Force throughout the afternoon. I personally prefer the original flavor. Strike Force Energy is offering a discount to all the listeners of Deep Leadership. Go to strikeforceenergy.com and enter the discount code I have the watch, one word, I have the watch for a 20% discount on your order. Strike Force Energy, fuel for your fight. Okay, so I want to switch gears a little bit. So, I mean, obviously, I've I've been a leader for thirty years, and leadership is not uh, not easy, right? Sometimes you're you know alone, um, you're you're a one person against you know, like you said, you're you're fighting this battle. You're 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 passionate, but so um, 
a friend of mine, Mike Irwin, he's the founder of Team RWB, which is a great veterans organization as well. Um, but he said that leaders need to lead themselves first. And what he means by that is that they need to have uh, time alone. They need to, have, need to be able to be physically strong, mentally strong, spiritually strong to be able to stay motivated and to stay in the fight. So what are some things you do to to lead yourself first or to be able to make sure that uh, you're staying healthy to be able to lead this organization? I am so glad you brought this up, John. Mm-hmm. And I think this is, can be a great of great benefit to anybody who's thinking about, you know, starting up a business or nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, my first full year, I gave 150% of myself to Code of Vets. I lost myself in mm. Code of Vets. I lost track with my family. I mm. set aside my gym time. I lost myself mm. because it, it, it. what happened is it took off so quickly. And I was initially alone. I didn't have a partner or a team mm. that I was so overwhelmed that I literally worked from the time I got up until the time I went to bed. And mm. there were days I would not even eat. That's how, uh, you know, I just, I dove into it and I took it so seriously because there were lives at risk. Mm. We had, you know, I was dealing with some suicidal vets with homeless vets by myself. And I, it it took time for me to realize you can't do this alone. Mm. (laughs) You can't save the world. You can't save 20 million veterans. You know, and that's when I started thinking rationally. You know, I, you know, I'm educated. I have four degrees, but but I when I started this, I never realized how quickly Mm. it would it would grow. And so, I I was proud of it. I was like, oh my gosh, I've created something that's powerful. It matters, and I could not, you know, bring myself to to take time for my for me. So this year. Um, you know, starting in January, I did take the first few weeks um, off this year and did, I didn't do as much with Code of Vets. And I even said it, I, you know, I said, I'm, I'm burnt out. I don't mm. know if I can mm. keep this pace up. Um, you know, and I really, I got some great guidance. I even called Jack about it, you know, Jack uh, nice. and both, yeah. you know, a mutual friend of ours. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just had a discussion of, you know, I, I can't do all of this. So I learned so many life lessons, even at my age, you know, through Code of Vets, through this first year and I'm such you know I'm in such a better place already I'm going back to the gym I'm taking care of me I'm eating healthy you know mm. I did the vinegar challenge with people on my private Twitter <laughs> on, my, on my personal Twitter page it was fun but yeah. I also wanted to share that journey of you know let's get healthy you know it matters mm. not just as veterans but as Americans we need to be fit mentally physically spiritually you know it all matters you know we're we're holistic creatures so I've definitely stepped back a little bit from Code of Vets. I'm not obsessing over it as I was because it, there is a solid foundation under it. People have seen we've had a great first year mm-hmm. and the second year is going great already. Um, I'm just amazed by the donations, even though we're just in these unstable times. I I have learned, you know, as a leader that if I do not take care of myself, I can't help another person. Yes. If I allow myself to become so exhausted, so... Um, malnourished I was you know I had lost the weight and I really didn't even need to Mm. but I you know but it but it was a lesson for me I you know I had to I had to find balance and I'm still working on that and I'm you know uh, but I'm in a much better place than I was and I'm proud of the the progress I've made and I'm looking back and I'm hoping that as I share some of these you know little experiences I've had that it helps somebody else maybe they won't Mm. go through that like I did they'll say oh you know Got to got to take time out for yourself. That it's 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 important and it's crucial to the mission to be healthy on yeah, all I, levels. I'm glad that you talked to that because I think especially now with 
you know, the coronavirus situation is that we have a lot of leaders that are stressed out. I was on a video call Friday with a leader in the Raleigh area that uh, just, he, he looked it, he, he said, I'm exhausted. I've been, you know, I haven't slept. I'm trying to make sure all my people are taken care of. And he, and he, he was just really stressed out. And I think we, um, you know, it's, it's the, the airline analogy, right? You know, put your, put your mask on first so you can help others. And I think it's the same analogy. We, as leaders have to take care of ourselves so that we can take care of others. And if we don't do that, like you, your experience, you start to get to the point where you, I think you even said you lost my, yeah, I lost myself, right? You, you get too carried away with trying to, to, to help too many people. And I find myself in that situation too, is that you have to have that uh, downtime. You have to have the, the me time right. be able to strengthen yourself up to make sure you can be in the fight longer. So um, that's really good to hear that to the second year you've, You've taken that to heart and you're making that a part of your uh, your journey, your personal journey now, which is really good to hear. Right. Yes, I'm in a much healthier place this year. Well, that's great. That's great. So what are you most proud of as a leader as you look back in the, in, in, uh, the past year with Code of Vets? Oh, we have so many stories and, mm. you know, I could go and we can, if we have time, I can, you know, touch on some of them, some of them. Yeah, but tell, some tell, tell us a few stories because I think that's, uh, I think it brings a face to, uh, to, you know, to what you're trying to do. Cause it's not just veterans. It's, 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 it's one veteran at a time. Right. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're not, yeah, we, 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 we take, we take one veteran on, we, we solve the issues, we walk with them and mm. then we move on to the next one. And that's, it, that's been incredible. That's what we have to stay grassroots, John. We have massive mm. veteran orgs out there and I don't want to be a massive org. I want to have a lot of influence because when I do share the stories, I want to be able to solve them in a matter of minutes, hours, and then move right. on to the next veteran and then have a team that we have that team in place behind the scenes that can walk with that veteran and continue with them. Mm. But anyway, some of the, some of my most memorable moments with Code of Vets and what I'm most proud of is, you know, some of our suicidal cases. We had mm. um, a veteran named Ray who lives in Gadsden, Alabama, who is a combat veteran struggling with PTSD and ended up homeless for a variety of reasons. You know, he um, got hooked up with Code of Vets with Cindy and I, and we had conversations with him. We cried with him. We worked so hard um, to try to get him, you know, stabilized. And it was, you know, he was a, you know, his case was complex. There were some legal issues involved, but he was actually a great man with no criminal history. It was just this one time event. And, you know, I, I just, I had broken down. Cindy and I had got on the phone and talked and she said, Gretchen, if we don't figure out a solution, we're going to lose him. She said mm. in 48 hours, he'll be gone. He'll be dead. Mm. And I agreed with her. He was suicidal. So I got a phone call from a vet in Gadsden, Alabama, who owned, you know, some pizza restaurants. And he called me all excited talking and here's me boohoo. And he said, okay, let's stop. What's going on? So I told him, I shared the story. And he said, you know what? I'm only well, an hour and a half, two hours from this veteran. He said, have him come to me, get, get him some gas money. I'm going to give him a job and get him a place to live. And let, wow. let's, let's see what we can do. So wow. fast forward a year, not quite, almost a year later, um, and he sent me a picture, John, um, Cindy and I, a picture of this veteran taking a pizza out of the oven, working at his, he's been there for months now, almost a year. Uh, They're going to be making him a manager at one of these, they're opening up new restaurants. They're really growing rapidly. He's going to be making roughly 60000 a year. Going, wow. So going from homeless in his car with yeah. no hope, broken, lost, yeah. not, not a penny to his name. 
to making, you know, $60,000 a year as a manager um, Mm -hmm. with a family run business who absolutely love and adore him. They are veterans as well. They've embraced him. And it's a beautiful, beautiful story of what Code of Vets is and who we are. I'm so proud of that. Mm -hmm. And I've got so many stories to share, but that (laughs) one just really touches my heart because Ray is here because of us, because we all came together uh, and we shared the whole Code of Vets family on, across the nation. Mm. Uh, there's 224,000 of us and we're growing quick. But yes. they, they, they shared his journey and, um, you know, and, you know, and Kevin gave him a job and, you know, now he's set, you know, his future is stable. His, nice. that, that legal situation he was in because of the stability we provided for him they're going to be dropping the charges because they see oh, that he's great. in a stable environment. That's what, that's the power of what we, what we're doing. Yes. Um, it just, it's changing lives one at a time. That's phenomenal. That's a great story. That's so good. To, good to hear, you know, and I was thinking, you know, as you were talking, you know, you, you mentioned your father being the passion of, uh, of this or what started code of vets and, and here you are saving a veteran, right? You're, you're, yeah. you're doing exactly what you wanted to, you set, set out to do right. when you started, started code of vets. Yeah. And I'm uh, making dad proud. I know, yeah. I know he's yeah. watching from heaven and he's, I know he's saying you go get him girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. Oh, that's really powerful. Wow. You know, and so I think it's easy, um, you know, when you, um, when you hear your story and you hear, the kind of impact you're having in people's lives, you can see where your passion comes from, right? You're, you're, you're saving lives literally by, by the work that you're doing and um, you're making a difference, one person making a difference. And of course you have an army now, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, oh, and by the way, a blue check on Twitter, I should say. Oh my too. gosh. Isn't that exciting? I have no, I, I, I was really proud of you when I saw that. I, I just, thank you. I didn't think, I would, uh, Oh gosh, I was giddy. <laughs> <laughs> So you are, you're legit now. You're, you're oh, yeah. totally, oh, I, yeah. I, I think I tweeted to you. I was like, Oh, I finally know somebody with a blue check on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and trust me, I'm a nobody, uh, John, this is just so amazing. I mean, I, I really see this as a veterans platform. I don't want this. This is not the Gretchen Smith show. This is not my way to get rich. This is literally a platform for us to share our journeys, our stories, and to take care of each other. That's, yes. you know, I, I, this is definitely not about me. I, I'm just so honored to do, to do this. For me, my paycheck is Ray's story. And there's so mm. many other Ray's out there, so many other stories. I, that's, that's the paycheck. There, I, I feel like a, a million bucks mm. Um, mm. with each one of these veterans we secure in life. Well, and I think, you know, and, and, and I'm kind of going off script here a little bit what I was going to talk about. But one of the things that I realized, too, is if you have uh, passion, right, if you're motivated by uh, something you truly care about, then you're able to overcome obstacles and you're able to get over setbacks easier, right? Because you talked about your first year, there were some, there were scammers, there were things you didn't know, there's the, the you, you personally, you, 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 you put maybe too much of yourself into it in the first year but you had a passion and that got you through whatever obstacles. I mean, I would imagine that there's not too many obstacles that they can get in your way at this point. Right. Because of you. No, exactly. I, you know, I I stayed the course. I have a strong faith. God Mm. pulled me through that. I had my dark moments because what, what I was doing in the beginning is I was taking Mm. each veterans I would say their backpack, their load. And I was taking it, taking it on to myself. I learned I can't do that. I cannot take on other people's load, Mm. but I can share it with the world through social media 
and I can lighten that load for them and I can mm. be there for them. So I've learned, I've learned so many solid life lessons through this. I think the second year is going to be even more phenomenal than the first year. And I, I, I wouldn't be here where I'm at without making those mistakes, without falling on mm. my face and saying, okay, that doesn't work. I cannot mm. take their load for them. <laughs> I, right, can, I li- right. you know, I literally can't save them, but I can be a moving force in their life for a positive and, you know, and Cindy and I can guide them towards a path of stability. That's what I can do. I, you know, so I've, and, and I have to take care of myself. So there's, there's so many th- different pieces of the puzzle that are coming together for me now that I feel more confident. I feel secure and I feel at peace. Um, mm. you know, I, I kept saying, oh my gosh, I can't do this another day. And I would put that out on Twitter. I'd be like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. Mm. this is so, you know, I'm empty. I am so empty. Um, but I'm learning now that as, you know, as long as I take time for me, you know, and I let others use their skill sets, meaning vet the veterans, make sure everything is, you know, illegal and, you know, who they are uh, and just, you know, take one day at a time. I, I'm in a great place. I feel mm. great. I feel strong. I feel confident. You know, I've got this. I can, you know, I can really keep moving Code of Vets along because I feel secure and I've learned a lot of lessons. Well, will I make mistakes this year? Heck yeah. 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 No, <laughs> but, we but all I'm do. Taking, <laughs> oh yeah. But I'm taking the lessons I've learned from last year and I, I think, well, you know, I'll just, I'll have fewer obstacles. Uh, that's great. I, I love to hear that. Um, so I'm going to wrap up, get close to the end. So my last question to you, I've been asking to all my guests, in your opinion, what are some characteristics of a great leader? I think humility. Mm. Um, I, I just think having a passion. Uh, I just think when, when it's not, the leadership is not about you when it's about the people. Mm. That's what makes you a phenomenal leader. And when it's, you know, it, I, I don't want people to talk about Gretchen Smith. I want them to talk about the veterans and the veterans stories and their mm. journeys. That's what, that's for me, that's being a successful leader is for them to talk about our mission when they talk about kind of vets. Mm. So when the leadership, you know, I want, you know, it's great to lead, but you got to have your mission and your, your people in the, in the forefront. Uh, that that's how I view it. It's for me, it makes it more powerful and it makes people, I think they're more respectful of me because they know my heart and they know mm. it is about the veterans. It's not, you right. know, I don't want to be rich and famous. I just want my, I want dad to know um, that he mattered mm. and that I, I'm his daughter and that, you know, he, 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 something good came from him and something powerful. And that's, that's me and Code of Vets. Mm. And so for me, that, for me, I'm hoping that makes me a successful leader. And some people will look at that and be like, oh my gosh, those are great qualities to have. Um, in business it's you know for passion for that for it to be genuine and to be it's it should be about the people mm. and not about it shouldn't be about one person oh, I love to hear that humility passion the mission the people but it's all about people and I love to hear that because that's what I, that's my tagline that uh, leadership is a people business <laughs> so it is and it I is. believe strongly in that and you <laughs> I do, I do you, you live that every day and it's uh that's why I was excited to get you on the podcast because I think you you're showing the world what it's like to lead with passion and and having a, a you know a singular focus towards taking care of veterans I think is very clear and and um, in a world, like I said, which is kind of muddled, you're not muddled. You're very clear <laughs> what your mission is. And I, and I love that about you. So thank you, John. So um, how can people learn more about Code of Vets? How can they get involved? How can they donate? Well, you know, I'm, I'm primarily on Twitter. You know, we do have other platforms, Instagrams, mm-hmm. uh, Facebook, and we have a website. 
I join. You can join to be a volunteer. We're always looking for volunteers. We're growing. Um, you know, our vet needs forms that are on our website. If we have any vets out there that are in need, please fill it out. We will get mm. to you. But follow us on Code of Vets. That's where we're growing our army. We are a social media army. Mm-hmm. Um, we're digital. General Flynn is just so phenomenal. He coined the phrase digital soldiers. And I do consider myself a digital soldier. I'm a mm. warrior for yes. veterans. And that's where we can come together. We can use our numbers online in in historic ways to to take care of each other and to be efficient and effective. Mm. So I I just encourage people to follow Code of Vets, um, to share the mission, to share these individual vet stories as I tweet them out and post them out and bring um, more donors to us. The, The more funding we have, the, the quicker we can take care of these vets and get more veterans through the, through our system. I love it. I'm just, I'm proud of it. It's grassroots. I'm going to keep it grassroots. We'll never be a huge corporation. Um, uh, the, the operational costs will always stay low as long as I'm running it. And <laughs> I, this is just something that we can all embrace and take ownership in John. Every single veteran owns a piece of code of vets. It's, um, mm. it's just, it, it, it's just a way for us to, to take care of each other, you know, and it's a platform to share us. Mm. I love it. I love it. So, you know, for those of you listening, I will put uh, links to Coda Vets, uh, to their Twitter page, to their website uh, on the um, on the show notes so you can find it and you can um, connect with the Coda Vets and especially you know, you're primarily it's veterans taking care of veterans, but if you are a non-veteran, but you're patriotic and you want to support veterans, you can go there as well. Right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We, we encourage all of our patriots, all of our um, Americans who love our you know military veteran mm-hmm. community and want to honor in them some way. This is such a beautiful way. Even if you don't have the money to donate, you know what you can do. You can retweet. A retweet is free. It's simple, but it's critical to our mission. And the more retweets, the more you share and it gets out there, the more effective we are. Mm, That's so good. So good to hear. So good to hear. Well, thank you, uh, Gretchen. I really do appreciate your time today. Thank you, John, for having me. Thank you for sharing Code of Vets. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love it. So leaders, hopefully you took away a lot of lessons from this uh, discussion with Gretchen. And you can see that with passion and persistence, you can achieve amazing things. And Code of Vets is um, really growing and again, grassroots, but uh, taking care of veterans across the country. So thank you, Gretchen. I really do appreciate uh, you being on the show. Thank you, John. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying take care and lead well. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, please visit our website at www.deepleadershippodcast.com or johnsrenny.com. Until next time, take care.